Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cosy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's promo time. Murthers of all everythings. Haunted Happenstance is an entertaining, intelligent, beautifully delivered show that has the perfect amount of chills. Go check it out and subscribe. You'll be hooked from the off. Take it away! Hey there, I'm Jennifer, and I host Haunted Happenstance, a creepy and quirky little audio drama set in a historic residence in Boston, Massachusetts. You see, I've always loved a good ghost story, And as it turns out, ghosts have always loved me too. Convenient? Maybe. Coincidence? Perhaps. But I think it's a bit more than that. Let's see if you agree. So sit back and get ready to join me and my neighbors for some truly spooky tales that can only be explained as haunted happenstance. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you find your podcasts. Engage intro voice. It's a what? A Snellygaster? What in the name of Sean Connery's lisp is a Snellygaster? And we're still recording. <clears throat> Murthers of all ages, prepare your chuckle muscles for the story of the well-known mythical beast... This newlygaster, snallygaster, snallygaster. On with the pod. Well, hello, my friends. I hope you are well and happier than a ghost at Halloween when they can finally be themselves. Today's story is a doozy. A myth that is slightly lesser known, perhaps. Does that make it any less worthy? Most certainly not. This week, my friends, is the tale of the Snallygaster. Now it's time for the learning hat. I've got mine here. Let me just pop this on. This town ain't big enough for the two of us. Oh, wait. That's my time-travelling cowboy hat. Ah, here it is. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I shall begin. 
The Snallygaster has mostly been described as half reptile and half bird. Thing is, it doesn't say which reptile or which bird. Myself, I have pictured half turtle and half penguin, or as I've now called it, Durgwin. However, on legendsofamerica.com there have been further descriptions. These include enormous wings, a long pointed bill and claws like steel hooks. Okay, so less Turgwin and more, you know, nashy, nashy, slicey, slicey. The stories of the Snallygaster goes back to the 18th century, the 1730s to be a tad more specific. It had been heard of in the Washington DC metro area, but its presence was more prominent in the Middletown area of Frederick County in Maryland, where it is alleged to have lived deep in the caves of South Mountain. Pretty cool. This area had been settled by early German immigrants. Really early. They got there before the sun was up. And the stories of the Snallygaster soon started. It would seem that the settlers were terrorised by the Schnellergeist, which can mean either quick spirit or quick ghost. Schnellergeist is, of course, where the word Snallygaster evolves from. That's one of the wonderful things about language. It never stands still. I'm digressing again. The Schnellergeist would scare the loving grapes out of these poor unfortunate settlers, swooping down and stealing their sheep, and on occasion some kids as well. It's always the sheep. I do sometimes wonder if all these cryptids and monsters that steal these sheep are just in dire need of a warm jumper. They are outdoors most of the time. It must get chilly. The German settlers also had extra descriptions, including razor-sharp teeth. These are of the Snallygaster, by the way, not the German settlers. Including razor-sharp teeth, sometimes octopus tentacles, and having the features of demons and ghouls mixed with that of the siren. Now, that's not siren as in... That's siren as in... The creatures who would lure sailors to their doom with their beautiful singing voices. Little known fact, Dolly Parton is half siren. The other half? Legend. It was also believed that seven-pointed stars would keep the beast at bay. Again, Snallygasters, not Dolly Parton, and you can still see them on the side of Barnes to this day. Let us now twang forward to the 20th century. Media reports during February and March of 1909 had stories of encounters between residents and a beast. The beast being the Snallygaster, but this time good old Snally had one eye in the centre of its forehead and a screech like a locomotive whistle. Now I'm assuming they meant... and not... Before I go on, let's just recap for a second, just to make sure we're on the same page. The Snallygaster has been described as half reptile, half bird, with a long bill, razor-sharp teeth, steel-hook claws, one eye in the centre of the forehead, dragon-like, the occasional tentacle, and sounding like an angry Thomas the Tank Engine. Agreed? 
Good. Let us continue. The Snallygaster didn't have it all its own way, though. There was a nemesis to this fearsome creature, and this was the Dwayu. Also known as the Maryland Wolfman, the Dwayu and the Snallygaster are mortal enemies. Why? Nobody knows. Because on the surface it doesn't make sense. The Snally is a flying beast, whereas the Dwayu is described as a mammalian biped that resembles a wolf. But that could also describe a really hairy bloke. To be fair though, the Dwayu is also described as having canine features. The snout, the ears, the teeth, howls at the moon, steal sheep, of course, etc. But I simply don't understand why two such different beings would be mortal enemies. Is it simply territorial? Or is there something more going on? I'll come back to this, I think. From 1909, there were no further sightings until 23 years later, when a bird was seen flying just below the South Mountain in Washington County. There were a few other sightings, but the one that really interests me is the supposed death of the Snallygaster. This came about when it was flying in Washington County, but below it there was a vat of moonshine being brewed. Two and a half thousand litres of moonshine being brewed. Now for those of you who aren't aware of what moonshine is, it was a form of alcohol closest to unaged whiskey that was made illegally. The term moonshine is thought to be from the fact that the folk who made it had to deliver it at night. It was illegal after all, and the shine of the moon led the way. Whether that's true or not is a different matter. Moonshine was believed to have many fine qualities, such as making you incapable of walking, and making you think you could sing the full version of American Pie by Don McLean well. It also had a variety of nicknames, such as White Liquor, White Lightning, because it was see-through, Choop, Hooch, Oh God, I think I've gone blind, Have You Seen My Feet, I Can't Seem to Feel Them, and I Love You, You're, You're My Best Mate, You Are. So when I say that the fumes from the moonshine that was being brewed was so overwhelming to the presumably teetotal Snallygaster that it then fell dramatically into the vat and drowned, it makes a lot more sense. According to the papers at the time, revenue agents then came along and destroyed both the vat of illegal booze and the Snallygaster. This story really perked my interest. If this actually happened, and I had the date of the incident as it was in the papers at the time, then wouldn't this be the ideal situation for a road trip? Why yes. Yes it would. It was time to dust off the crypto cycle and for me and the wee man to have a time travelling adventure. We got ourselves prepared. Sandwiches were packed along with emergency sandwiches just in case the original ones got lost or damaged. I programmed the date into the bike's magical computer along with the do you feel lucky option. Then me and Finn put on our helmets, goggles and away we go!
we arrived in the clearing of a lush green wood. Dusk was settling in like a cat settling on your back at three in the morning and you really need the loo. It was that kind of vibe. I looked at Finn to make sure he was okay and I noticed that he was staring intently to his left. What's up wee Matt? I said as I followed his gaze. Turned out that installing the Do You Feel Lucky option onto the CryptoCycle really worked. Or, as I was stared at by a Snallygaster and the Dweyu, it did not work at all. It was an interesting tableau. These two supposed monsters had just been interrupted by the sudden appearance of one man and his dog and their time-travelling able motorcycle. This also proved something else to me. Non-humans could most definitely see us. The four of us looked at each other for what felt like the longest time. It was the Dewey who broke the silence. Grrr, it said. I don't mean it growled. I don't mean it roared. Literally, it said, Grrr. This was then followed by, Look at the little pup. The Dueyu came striding over. Its massive frame was made from solid muscle and hair, yet it spoke a little bit like Captain Picard from the telly. Finn, oh Finn, as watchful as ever, started panting with excitement. I think he just saw the Dueyu as another canine to play with, and I guess, technically, he wasn't wrong. It didn't take long for the long legs of the Dueyu to reach us, along with the rest of him. He looked at me and said, Hey, how are you? I'm Henry and that's Ernest. The Snallygaster eyed me with its two, I repeat, two, giant yellow eyes and said, I don't suppose you've got any tea, have you? I am parched. Henry was taking off Finn's helmet and goggles. You don't mind, do you? Not at all. He's got good vibes from you, all is well. Cheers, matey. Look at this little fella, he's so handsome. Finn went onto his hind legs and started giving Henry kisses. He was very taken. Ernest sauntered over. He was, ooh, I'd say 15 foot from head to tip of tail. 15 foot in metres is, ooh, quite up there. Not a tentacle in sight. To me, he basically had the appearance of a phoenix, but having said that, his beak did look to be made of pure silver. Alright, cocky, I'm earnest. You seem to have popped into existence out of nowhere. Very nice. Cracking wheels as well, bud. Time travel, right? And Ansi help you with that by any chance? She did indeed. Full of immense power, that one. I must admit, my Murthers, even after all I have seen, I was slightly taken aback. Not just of the accents. We were in America, after all, and they both sounded like they were from my neck of the woods. But of the knowledge that Ernest and Henry had. Aye, lad, she's the ultimate. Help me out as well, actually. I can change my look, you see. With that, Ernest popped out some tentacles, grew a longer tail and made this noise. 
just as quickly, he changed back. Honestly, she was a lifesaver, and the tentacles are so surreal that it's hard not to use them all the time. Henry spoke. Oh, I can't stand that noise. Goes through me like Brussels sprouts, that does. That's kind of the point, Henry. Ernest gave me a look as if to say, Eee, what a dafty. Come on, you two. Come sit with us. The four of us got all settled, and they took turns telling me stories about themselves, like the time Ernest thought that Teddy Roosevelt was going to be coming for him. Turned out it was a hoax. Not sure if I was disappointed or relieved. Henry shared a story about the time he got so drunk that he was convinced by Ernest to shave himself. Honestly, CK, I have never been so cold in all my life when I woke up the next day. What woke me up? This blighter right here, laughing so hard that his beak was clanging so loudly it sounded like church bells. Have you any idea how itchy I was while my fur grew back? It was hellish. I asked them about the story that brought me here, the apparent death of the Snallygaster. Ernest told me, Oh, I'm always dying. Have you ever seen someone with wings doing air quotes? It's quite the sight. Aye, when me and him fancy a bit of the quieter life, we stage some form of death scene. Back in the day with the Germans, it had to be more spectacular. More grim fairy tales, if you will. Steal some sheep, some kids. A look must have passed over my face. Oh, don't worry, we never hurt them. We would take them and drop them off a few miles away. The kids always got home and the sheep just started up on a new field. Nowadays, though, eee, times have most certainly changed. Back in the day, an explosive dive into a massive lake where I would never resurface. These days, right into a vat of illegal booze. Henry took over. The good thing is, because Ernie could make such a dramatic and all-encompassing exit, me not being around anymore was almost forgotten. It was perfect. This most recent one, well, the vat was ours. I must have looked surprised. Oh, come on, CK. What else would make me shave myself bald other than illegal hooch? I do admit, he had a point. So what do you do now, after you've completed your death scene, as it were? Oh, we head back to South Mountain for a spell. Easy enough to get to without being seen. He climbs on me back and I fly high. It's a lovely place. We knocked through and made the living space bigger. Anyway, once time passes, we go on holiday. Greece is amazing. And that's where I'm going to leave it, my friends. We kept on chatting for hours and hours. Finn made two new friends and I invited Henry and Ernest to Casa CK anytime they fancied a holiday. You'll want to look out for that one because, ooh boy, some of the stories they had this year will pop your socks off. For the time being though, my friends, slant you. Your good health.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.